0: All right, leading us off here. It's why I'm on the morning show. Whether or not he's comfortable with Watson, uh, Watson, excuse me, finishing 11th on Mike Sando's report. I've seen some of these
1: lists that have him totally agree. Just uh, intentionally totally agree. intentionally way down on the list. In this case, these are the actual people working in the league. Now, that doesn't mean that they're all necessarily right or wrong. But a good sampling of the guys that are in this the league is why, that makes money doing this and, for a living. Thank you. And, and this is why tape.
2: I make such a big damn deal about Mike Sandoz, QB Tears, amongst everything else. Because all of it, every one of us all, including myself and including Anthony, these are opinions. Hey, I think this guy's a good quarterback, and let me tell you why, and you agree or disagree. These are guys who have, their names are not out there, they have no dog in the fight, they're not upset about anything that was alleged or anything like that because that's not their job to be upset about anything like that. These are pure football people. They put Deshaun Watson 11. Is that fair? Is that something I should be worried about? Obviously, no. At $230 million, it's not what you paid for. But that's as of right now. Guys can go up and down, I'm sure. That's, again, why this is such a big year
1: for him. Yeah, I believe... If you go back to his final year in Houston, the last time he played where he put up the big numbers but they lost every game, mm-hmm. certainly it certainly wasn't his fault they lost the games. We understand that. His numbers also were probably... He's still a quarterback, yeah, and
2: there's a lot of things that are outside his and power. At I that, that point,
1: too, his numbers were probably inflated because they were they were losing every game, and mm-hmm. and you know teams will let you throw the ball up and down the field. With that said, he was good. I mean, I, I remember making a case for him. He was really good. I think at that time, he had to have been probably fifth you know on that list. So he's he's been docked accordingly based on what we saw last year, the rust factor and and him just being out all that time. There was going to be you know an evaluation that probably wasn't as rosy. With that said, I'm I'm comfortable with 11. Honestly,
0: I'm not really comfortable with 11. I just disagree. I'm happy that Lime was comfortable with it, but I I'm just not. I if there's seven quarterbacks and that's the number. There are seven other quarterbacks in the AFC that are above Deshaun Watson, and the top five on that list are all members of the AFC. I'm sorry, that's just too much of a hurdle to overcome. I, I can't live in that world. I just refuse to. It's just it's too tough. I need Deshaun Watson to be better than the 11th best quarterback. I need him to be a top five. I need him to be in that top five AFC quarterback list, so that anytime you enter a game, you can legitimately think quarterbacks are going to play about a wash. It's gonna be a coin flip everywhere else. Let's figure this whole thing out. Here's where we're gonna have our advantages. Here's where we're gonna go ahead and win this game. Every game outside of Mahomes, we we should get Watson well, to a point. Two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed should get me to a point where every game outside of Kansas City, we get to call the quarterbacks a wash. You want to extend that out to Mahomes and Burrow? I can listen to the conversation. But you're telling me against Justin Herbert, Herbert's got the advantage all time? That's not why we paid that much money. No. You paid that, that amount of guaranteed money and you made that deal because, and you, went, you moved on from Baker Mayfield with the idea that he would get you to a point where when you took on the big dogs, the Herberts of the world, it was going to be a wash at worse. That's why they've spent so much developing the other parts of that team. He needs to be at least as good as some of these other quarterbacks. No doubt about it. 11th isn't good enough for me. All right. Nick and Dustin on the Aaron Savalle trade to Tampa Bay. Part of my thinking on this is
3: clouded by the Guardians' inability to evaluate and develop hitters. I just, I mean, they can't evaluate successfully the guys they have in-house Like, right now, if you still had Nolan Jones and Will Benson, your outfield would be fixed. Like, you wouldn't have a spot for Will Brennan. Oh, darn. Ah, I can't. uh, He'd be a fourth outfielder. That's what Will Brennan would be. So, or maybe he'd be a fifth outfielder, and then it's Benson and Straw in center field. Actually, yeah, I think that's really my concern. That might actually be my number one concern. The Guardians just seem to be incapable of getting hitting right right now. And you traded what is easily your most valuable chip with Shane Bieber on the IL, and you got a really nice prospect who also has been having shoulder injury and has not hit the one thing that he's elite at. He's not been elite at this year. Again, battling shoulder injury, so that's a fair. I want to give the kid credit on that. I think it's you add that to man, this sure feels like. Ah, we'll see what happens in this this season. Instead of we've got somebody that can help us win adds up, it's just a lot of I don't know with this trade.
0: I I feel good about it. I I feel fantastic about it. I I don't have a a bunch of I don't know. The team knows what they're doing. That's my take on it. They know what they're doing. They're not trying to win the World Series this year. They're they're worried about future versions of themselves. It should make you mad. But honestly, you watch this team. They're a 500 team. They're not not an all-world team. They're a 500 team. And if you're a 500 team and you get someone like Aaron Savali who has outperformed his expectations, you trade him. That's what you do. When, you, when you're able to get that type of return, you trade him and you worry about the future. Rosario's gone because they're worried about the future. Now Savali's gone because they're worried about the future. I don't know how many signs they have to continue to, to, to tell the fan base that they're not trying for this year. If they luck into an AL Central win, they're not going to say, oh, we don't want to participate this year. That's not what they're doing. But ultimately, they're not going for it by any stretch or measure. So you just have to at least act accordingly based off of that info and what they're trying to tell you guys based off of these moves. All right, next up. Baskin and Phelps on whether or not the Hall of Fame game could become a regular season game every year. There are a bunch of things that are going through my mind right now, like especially the timing of things. First of all, I don't necessarily think you have to marry the game with the enshrinement, do you? Well, it, it course, is. Take, it is now, but the game's a waste. Yeah, the game is a waste. But so I don't know that they need to be married. Why couldn't you do the enshrinement now, and then play the game week one of the NFL season? I, I don't agree. Like to me, I, I don't.
3: I don't think that's a big deal.
0: It's more to me. It's more
1: of a plug for the Hall of Fame because it kind of gets a double whammy. NFL Network all this week. Yeah, you know, and they'll they'll be putting everything on there, and then
0: network TV for the the big game that actually means something first game of the year they, they don't have the attendance in order to make this work now if you want to say they want to blow out the amount of fans that they currently can sit and then make it even larger I it feels like a lot for a, a regular season game but correct me if I'm wrong I, I believe it only hold it holds like 30,000 people right it's not I'll, to, I'll look it up in between the break I don't think it's one of these places that holds 60,000 or so. That would really surprise me. In fact, I broadcasted from that stadium before, and so I've I've done I actually did a I did a game there. The only game I've ever called in my life, okay? Only game I've ever I'm not a play-by-play guy. I'm I'm a sports talk radio host. That's that's what I do. And I do not do play-by-play. But my little brother's college went to St. Ambrose University. They needed a place to play, and they needed a... Or not a place to play, for me, they had a place to play. They needed a broadcaster. And uh, I said I would do the game. My little brother did the the coward commentating. I did the play-by-play. Only game I've ever called was with my little brother. And it, it was great. We had a lot of fun. It was awesome. And, but it was not... I don't remember that being a massively large stadium. And I think that's got to be one of the big things that would hold back. I know you're like, but Jonathan, they've played all these sorts of games at different stadium levels before. Chargers, for instance, Chargers did a whole season in like a 25,000 seat stadium. That's all good and fine. But if you want to grow the game, only time you're going to do it in a 25,000 seat stadium is if it's the only stadium in a place like, Mexico City or something. I, I somewhere that really actually grows the game in the process. Chargers were the exception because of logistics. It's not it's not something they want to make a habit out of. It's a lot of money that's just out of their pockets and doing that. It just it makes no financial sense in my estimation. Canon <whistles> Lima on Lima hanging out with Turtle from Entourage.
2: What I'm pointing out. Is in my age group, my buddies. Turtle was the guy. Ari was great. Ari was great, and everybody else was great. Really, age ringers, years, whatever. Yeah, but it, Ari was great. He was
1: great in Median.
2: Yeah, but Jerry Ferrara, Turtle was the guy. Turtle was. The he guy. had all the
1: lines. Him and Pippin yes. both had all the lines. Because they had all it, the
2: good it, it, stuff. regular people could like regular people could associate with him. And We were regular guys. And there was like, well, if one of our buddies ended up making it big, like, it was a big deal. And he was trying. He was a hard worker and all that stuff. Someone find
1: it out. Tell him to come in. I'll let him host. No, it's a no, brand. no Right we'll, with, with we us. Will, we will give the show. It'll still be we'll called the Ken Carmen him. Show. But it will be given to Jerry Ferrara. The show will be given to Jerry. I mean, I'm what, not going to give him the show. I, I got to come in the next day. But, I, I, I mean, he can come in. Yeah. Oh, can I come just in. assumed he'd keep coming in. He's on strike. What's he going to do? Sit at home? Watch his kids? I mean, move to Cleveland to have that family life. but. That probably
2: got old after he, three weeks. Like he, okay.
0: Is he allowed? What do you mean? Is he allowed? I mean, his wife make him go get the food instead of coming like, Is he allowed
2: show? to do
1: media
3: oh, while yeah. they're that's on the strike, thing, Is that a scab see, That's move? the
1: one thing a lot of them have been talking about. Podcasting and all that is like their last But basket. they cannot promote. It's a weird yes. thing. They're oh, not allowed to promote true. or market Wait. any of
2: the stuff. Really? Yeah. I can, though. The the Mantis will get, it, will get them. So I don't know if He's not allowed to be on the Mantis, mm-hmm. on the camera. But, but so wait, so, hey, come on in. We'll work out all the
1: details. We'll make it
2: we very. Can put easy a voice
0: him. modulator on him, and
1: yeah, come on in. That's right. Yeah, we can we can make him look like he's in the witness protection program. Yeah, put a mask not? over his face. Whatever.
0: I think <laughs> Donovan Mitchell should go.
1: <laughs> no, I, no, I can't do that. Who's in studio with us? He, he was, sounds like Kane in the WWE. <laughs> he was very pleasant. And he loves sports talk radio.
0: I love this. I love that he's, you know, now in Cleveland. I also I love the whole story. Lima just hanging out with him at a at a random get-together. I love the the part about his wife just having no sense of impressive. Like I'm like, wow, that's that's Turtle from Entourage. Love that part of the story. Because that's how you know she actually likes like really likes Maima as a person and not necessarily Lima-like radio star, you know? She's completely unfazed by all she cares. She just dialed in on the kid. I love that. Love that part of the story. I thought that was hysterical. But here's the thing. I went to Turtle's page. Turtle, first off, was not the best character on Entourage. It It was easily Jeremy Piven. Nobody can really rewrite it any sort of way. Ari Gold was the very best. That's just what it was. Turtle had great lines. Turtle also hooked up with uh, uh, a lot of like that part of things was very cool that they always gave Turtle, like, you know, the best looking girls in the show to hook up with. That was always fun. But I looked up Turtle's Instagram today. I have no problem playing, uh, playing, I like playing public golf courses. That's the only thing I, I play is public golf courses. You're Turtle from Entourage. Why are we playing the same golf courses, sir? You're a big time golfer. You like golfing as your hobby. Why are you playing the same? country club or the same public courses I am and not some of these like you know canterberries and all the really good country clubs why aren't you out there hobnobbing i feel like he needs to do more in the in the uh the cleveland hobnob scene you're turtle turtle in cleveland is a legitimate star come on he can make this happen no more no more the public courses like i play you you can you can find your way into some of the nicer courses i'm sure of it I like this. I like the fact that he could be listening to that right now and be like, oh, man, that's that's your takeaway? And then probably tell me to, you know, say, I'll be in touch. I'll be in touch with him, okay? We'll get you hooked up. Not at the country clubs. I don't have that connection. But anywhere else. Anywhere else we want to go. Let's do this. Uh, last up here, Nick and Dustin on the fight at the Greenbrier to close out practices. I think Oboe did like what I would do to like my older brother when he's yeah. trying to fall asleep. Yep. And just
3: go like tickle his feet and run away. Yep. That, um, <laughs> that's, just... that's 100% what it looked like. Yes. Is somebody trying to mess with their older sibling and then just didn't run away fast enough. I just... <laughs> that was hilarious. I, here's the thing. This is... this What this is for me is file in the back of your head. File in the back of your head for if there's something... And I kind of felt this way about, like, Juan Thornhill's comments about uh, all the negativity from Browns fans. Like, this doesn't matter until it matters. This doesn't matter until Obo Okoronkwo gets a stupid penalty week three that puts you in a a, a situation that you might not win a game because of it. Yeah. It's like uh, there was something, and I cannot remember what it was before the helmet situation with Dwayne Rudd. But I remember there being something that that folks here were like, I don't know if I like that Dwayne Rudd. And then the helmet thing happened, and people turned on him and referenced that thing. That's what this is. It does not matter until it matters. Also, as camp fight go, or camp camp fights go, it was the softest uh, camp fight we've we've. I think I, I remember. That's fair. Like every year, the Browns, whether it's with at the joint practices at just their own practices where they turn on each other. I kind of, listen, I realize that it's been a while since we've had like real football and we're coming back up on that. Uh, Coming up on Thursday, as a matter of fact, kind of left me wanting more. Like if you're going to piss off your head coach, if you're going to piss off the coordinators, if you're going to get everybody on the team extra work, earn it.
0: I guess so. Earn it? I get the logic. I get the logic. You're going to make people uh, you know, all be mad at you. You know, At least make sure you get it done right. That's where I want to go with you guys. Do camp fights mean anything to you? But more importantly, there's something that happened after the camp fight that I think is a big problem for the Browns moving forward. I'll explain what that is as well. We'll get to Off the Beaten Path coming up at 940. It's overtime with John the Beetle and here with you on the Fan.